Welcome to the So You're Ready to Date podcast. I'm Lisa. And I'm Angie. And here's where we talk about all things dating, love, and relationships, and most importantly, having fun. Join us for practical advice for dating successfully on your terms. Welcome aboard. And enjoy the ride. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of So You're Ready to Date the podcast. Today is going to be so much fun as you join us. We talk a lot about getting out there and trying some different things and pushing past your comfort zones. And so today we thought it'd be really fun just to share with you some of our own and maybe other people's first date horror stories and what it was like to really get back out there and to show that it's okay and that you can move past that and how to maybe work through some of the the things that come up when you're dating new people. I think it's an important thing to bring up is that as much as we wish that dating was like a romantic comedy, and I don't know how many times we've talked about this in episodes throughout the now five seasons, it's not. You're going to have those dates. There are some of my those dates where I'm like, in the moment, this feels like the end of the world and it feels really crushing, but it's about being able to take a step back. It's about finding that perspective and looking at it from this perspective. Sometimes it makes a great party story. Do you always <laughs> want to use it for something like that. But I think if you're trying to process it, knowing that one, it's going to happen to everybody and two, finding the humor in it, finding maybe how am I going to approach my next date differently? You don't always have to have like a lesson or a silver lining to it, but sometimes that can help be like, all right, next time I'm on a first date, I know what I'm doing differently. next time maybe we shouldn't do that. I don't know. I was telling you just before we hit the record button, right? We're talking about first dates that maybe end up someplace unexpected. And so I was younger, much younger. Let's date myself. Do you remember Yahoo chat rooms? I remember hearing about them. They weren't ever anything I was a part of, but I had friends who did. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So here I am. I am a single mom, newly single. My little one's in bed and I'm getting up, getting on the Yahoo chat room, local area stuff quite frequently. And I start talking to somebody on there and I'm, I'm young and I'm dumb and I don't know better. I do know better, but I did it anyway. And so I invite this guy over to my house after we had been talking for a few weeks in the chat room on online dating, you know, whatever. And he comes over late at night and he comes in my house and he it's wintertime and there is snow on the ground and he doesn't take his shoes off. That's like the first red flag, right? And he comes over and he brings alcohol, which is fine, so to speak, but I'm not big into alcohol. I don't drink a lot. I have a little one at home. I've got to get up and work the next day. So it was just this really awkward, bizarre first date. And you would think that that was a, hey, I'm never going to do that again. I ended up married to the guy for 12 years. (laughs) Awful first dates can lead to something really great too, but they can also go in the other direction and and not be so great. But just because the first date, it kind of reminds me of Hitch. You know how he does all all these dates and he just fails so awfully that it's endearing. That's kind of how I felt about inviting this guy over to my house. And here he is in a stranger's house and doesn't take his shoes off. Come to find out he doesn't let his bare feet touch the floor. He never did take his shoes off in the entire 12 years we were married, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like that. <laughs> well, I 
I think I may have talked about this before, but before we even got to the first date with my now boyfriend, I was about three ways ready to just be done with it because we had some major miscommunications about where we were going to meet and what we were going to do. And I'm like, what is with this guy? (laughs) What is going on? And then it ended up being something really wonderful. But in that first few moments, because I can remember talking to you and another friend of ours being like, what is going on? And the two of you calming me down and being like, okay, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. I didn't realize at the time that English wasn't his first language. And so that once I kind of figured that out, I'm like, oh, a lot of this makes a lot more sense. But again, (laughs) it doesn't stop that in the moment you're just like reacting. You're like, hey, you're supposed to want to do this, this and this. And the first date's supposed to look like this. And when they're not, it gets really frustrating really fast. So (laughs) perspective always, right? (laughs) Yes. I remember I was and have you ever been the bad first date? Oh, I, I have been the bad first date. <laughs> I know that I have been the bad first date. So it can go both ways. And it's totally okay that I totally bombed the date and was the bad first date. I think I can think of twice where I know that I was the bad first date, where it was maybe some nerves thing, but then maybe it was, uh, well, I felt challenged and I I don't know, but I know we got onto conversation topics that were definitely not first date worthy. Uh, It wasn't about marriage or commitment because that wasn't what I was looking for at the time, but there are other topics that sometimes you get into them and start divulging personal details and you know that you have told the person across from you way more than they're prepared for and it makes them run for the hills. I've done that more than once and yeah, maybe I learned from it, maybe I did It just means that that was not the right relationship for me, but I have been the cause of first date failures as well. Totally bombed it. I'll just put a bright neon sign up here. I've done that. Well, speaking of that, I remember a date I went on in like it was summer um, in when I was in college, I was back home working at a local grocery store. I didn't really want to go on the date and I got pressured into the date by everybody else. So I was a checker at this grocery store. There was a produce guy who apparently had a crush on me. And between all of the other like baggers and some of the other checkers and a couple of the other guys, they're like trying to play matchmaker. And so I felt very pressured to go on this date. And I can honestly, I don't remember saying words on the actual date. I'm not even sure how much I actually talked. I think we ended up going to a movie and maybe out for ice cream or something simple. But I'm like, I just very remember, I don't think I want to be on this date because he was at this point, probably a good 10 years older than I was. And I'm like, I don't know that I like him. I hadn't really been dating a whole lot at that point. So I'm pretty sure I was the bad date on that one because I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I kind of felt pressured to be here. And uh, can this just be over, please? (laughs) Or, you know, I there was another one that I'm thinking of where I had been talking to a guy. Again, I think this one was through a dating site. This was definitely long, long after Yahoo chat. And I shouldn't even have dated myself with that reference. But I was talking to another guy. We had been talking and he wanted to meet. And we were going to go to the dog park. He had a dog. I don't have a dog, but he had a dog. And he's like, come meet me at the dog park. We'll hang out. I'm like, okay, fine. So we went down to the dog park and the very very first thing he asked when I got there was if I would give him a back rub. And I'm like, no, 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 thanks. And he's like, really, you won't do that for me? I'm like, 
mm, no, I, I'm not going to do that. I just met you. I'm not really feeling it. Like we haven't even actually gone out yet. Uh, that was a first date failure. And that, you know, sometimes guys just don't get it. And so we're not naming names here. So I am going to tell you that after that, he's like, well, if you won't do that for me, I don't think we're going to be a good match. But will you still give me a BJ? <laughs> no. <laughs> No, like why, what, no. <laughs> That's all I had to say about that one. It was pretty awful. One of the first dates after, oh gosh, this was a couple of years ago when I first was like, I'd taken like a 10 year break from dating. I was like, nope, I'm not interested. I'm doing my own thing. Finally getting back out on the apps in my first date. We had really good conversation. I thought it was, you know, he seemed fairly interesting. He was a little aggressive trying to make out in the car. And I'm like, okay, I guess. <laughs> and so Before we, we were trying to set up a second date, but he was kind of traveling. And then one day, of course, out of the blue, I get this like naked picture of him and I'm like no pretext no context no <laughs> just a mirror selfie of him just butt naked and I'm like okay and I don't know I don't think I maybe just sent like a like okay thank you or something and he's like were you gonna send one back I'm like no he's like well can you send me a picture of your feet <laughs> I'm like, so I think <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to say, well, I can for $200, but I wasn't quick enough. <laughs> so I think sometimes the audacity of ex certain expectations of how a date or how a first encounter is supposed to go. And I'm like, at that point, I mean, I think it just has always depended on the person. I tend to take it fairly slow. And I, you know, kind of like you, he wanted way more than I was ready to do on. It was like Thursday night we had gone out. I'm like, I still had to get up and go to work the next day. I'm not coming back to your place for whatever it is. So I think sometimes, you know, your expectations and your boundaries and what you will and won't do can kind of come off like you've had a bad date. But I think in the grand scheme of things, having those in place are usually what has saved you or at least saved me from having a date go way worse than it probably could have. <laughs> you know, and I'm, I'm thinking, I think we've talked about it too. I've been guilty of doing the unthinkable and what we preach not to do. I have been guilty of ghosting somebody after a bad first date or after a first date that I felt was bad, but clearly he did not feel the same way. So I went out with a guy, nice guy, you know, he was fine. We went out. There was nothing there. There was no spark. It was not a bad first date, but it wasn't a good first date. It was just a date. And it was a lunch date. And I came back home and he was texting me and mm, nope, I, I don't want to say sorry. No, thanks. Because there was nothing wrong with it. I just wasn't interested. So I just didn't respond. Lesson learned. We don't do that anymore. But he finally got the hint and he stopped texting me and he stopped talking to me. And it was, I don't know, three or four months later and he came back around and he shot me another text and he's like, hey, I don't know what happened, but I just wanted to reach back out because I thought we had a really nice time. And at that point, I was finally like, hey, you know what? This isn't the right relationship for me. I'm really not interested, but I'm fine with being friends. And we are friends. We've hung out. We go do stuff together, you know, that kind of stuff but we're not in a relationship anymore. And he comes over and will hang out with me and my boyfriend now and, and all of that. So there are ways to turn some of those bad dates into positive experiences. 
too. But I don't recommend going about it the way that I did with the whole let's let's ghost somebody because that's just not cool. And we've all learned better than that. Well, yeah. And I fairly recently enough that I should be embarrassed that I ghosted somebody. <laughs> and again, not, it was at this, you know, I had started dating my now boyfriend and this other guy like right a- around the same time. And it was one of those situations where the first date went fine. We had terrible weather. And part of me is like, I should have known that was a sign. <laughs> It wasn't. It was February. It was like January in South Dakota. Of course, the weather's going to be crap. What was I expecting? (laughs) So then we went out on a second date because I'm like, well, let's just see. And I really did know after that second date that because there was a point where I'm like, I should have canceled the second date because I knew I wasn't feeling it. And I didn't. And I think that's the part that I really regret more than I regret the ghosting as well. But I think the part of it that I knew in my gut that I wasn't interested. I knew that this was just about me trying to be a nice person and not make somebody feel bad as opposed to the fact that I was catching feelings for somebody else and I didn't really want to go on this date. And so I, you know, I think it's a great example that we're always learning (laughs) that regardless of how much you think you know and think you're trying to do better and hopefully you are doing better, there are always going to be those moments where, yeah, you take the path of least resistance. You may not like yourself for it, but you're like, okay, next time (laughs) I know what I should have done differently. I know that, you know, it's not, that's not the path. I wouldn't want somebody to do it to me. And, you know, but again, not always beating yourself up. It's just taking the taking the lesson and knowing next time I do know better and I have to be that big girl and say, I appreciate that. It was nice. Um, I just don't feel the connection. Sometimes you do. You have to put your big girl panties on, but we're all human and taking the path of least resistance sometimes is the way to, you know, it, it happens. We're, we're all human and sometimes we all do it. I don't know. I'm Again, I think we've talked about some really crazy first dates here. I had another guy that I dated when I was just getting back into the dating pool after that 12 year marriage. And I was going out with a few people and I went out with this guy. He was a really nice guy. We met at a coffee shop and it was meant to be an hour. We got done with that hour and I was leaving. He's like, oh, I really don't want this date to be over. Let's go hang out some more. And so we did. And the first date went a little bit longer by a couple of hours than expected. And that was great. And it's like, okay, I'm I'm feeling it enough to have a second date. So we're having the second date and we are at the store and I have told him I am not a receiving gifts person. Gifts is not my love language and I don't really like to accumulate stuff. And we've had that conversation. I've had that conversation with anybody that I have dated for any length of time or anybody that I've chatted with online at any point in a relationship, because it's one of the things we talk about with love languages. So it was very clear that this is not the language that I receive. And we're at the store and I walk by and I'm also a very tactile person and I touched a blanket. I was like, oh, that's soft. And he proceeded to purchase that blanket for me after I told him several times, no, I don't want that. And so he proceeded to buy me gifts and load me up with gifts on this second day. I'm like, okay, that's a boundary issue. And if you're that person that is doing what your date is asking you not to do, you are the bad date. Just saying. (laughs) (laughs) 
And so needless to say, that didn't go anywhere. He also told me after our first date on the second date that within six months, he wanted to be living together. And I'm almost six years into a relationship now when we're still not living together. So you can imagine how well that went over. (laughs) Needless to say, that relationship is not, it, it didn't go anywhere. Last summer, I was kind of like, I had been seeing a guy, but he was going to be out and traveling for like three months. So we would kind of been like, he's going to see people if he's out, I'm going to see people we were just (laughs) for lack of a don't turn this into friends, but it was a break of some respects, we were still probably we were still chatting and talking, but we had this very clear idea that we would see other people. So I was doing my thing seeing other people and had started chatting with this guy and he seemed nice enough. So we decided to set up a first date, we set up the date the time, the place. So I'm standing there and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. And like 10 minutes in, I'm like, are you here? Are you on your way? Am I just not seeing you? He's like, oh, well, no, I'm not even there. You didn't call me to tell me you were leaving to go to the place. And I'm like, but we agreed on a place and a time. And you never, he never once. And I went back and looked because I'm like, did I miss something? Because I hate to be that person who's like, oh, I didn't call. I didn't. No, there was nothing in there that says, hey, give me a call when you're on your way. I will meet you. I'll leave at that point and I'll meet you there. And so he's like, oh, well, I guess I can come now. I'm like, but this is the time (laughs) we were supposed to be meeting. I'm like, okay, fine. Like, I'll sit at the bar. Just come find me when you get in there. So I wait another probably 45 minutes, still nothing. And eventually I get a text. Yeah, I had something come up with my kid. I, you know, I don't know that I'm going to be able to make it. I'm like, fine. I mean, I understand the kid thing I was not upset about. I was upset about the fact that he was like, he was mad at me. And like, I was in trouble because I didn't do something that he didn't ask me to do. And we'd had a couple of these other incidences in their like chat before then where it was, he was having, he had these expectations, but nothing was ever communicated. So then I was in trouble because I wasn't doing things that he expected that he never asked for. So I should have known from like, But I still he called me like later and we ended up going on like a little walking date and I and we went out a couple more times. And there was one point he's he thought that he's like, so, hey, is this going to be a relationship? I'm like, physically, I'm attracted to you, but I don't feel anything more than that. And that was not the right answer. (laughs) (laughs) And then it was this 20 minute diatribe of him being like, I can't believe someone like you is turning down someone like me. And he was going to go out and get this really hot woman and he was and I'm just on and on and eventually I'm like okay I'm gonna leave and he's like why are you leaving I'm like because you just spent 20 minutes telling me what a loser I am to how could I have dumped you and you're gonna find somebody who has a nicer butt and bigger boobs and (laughs) younger and all of this other stuff why would I want to sit around and continue to listen to you put me down oh well um, um, It was the weirdest set of dates I have ever been on. And it very clearly almost made me stop dating completely. And it's really, you know, sometimes it's hard to see those red flags when you're in those situations. But very clearly, when you look back on it, and you describe it right now, that's somebody who is trying to control your actions, and is trying to break you and make you feel like you can't trust your own decisions, and is gaslighting you and all of that stuff. And sometimes I mean, those can be things if you look back on those first few dates, and you can clearly see them, whereas Sometimes in the moment, you can't see them because clearly that was a huge red flag and you are so fortunate to have walked away from that immediately. 
you like you said, it's like in the moment you're like, oh, is this necessarily a red flag or is it just some hiccup in this getting to know you process? But I think here's where I go back to congratulating myself on all the hard work I've done is that I now know I have a very solid sense of self. In my 20s and 30s, I did not. So you're not going to get away with the same BS <laughs> that I probably would have been like, oh, okay. Because I, you know, I remember very clearly in my 20s, I went out with this guy and then like, kind of like you in that gift story, I think the next Next date, it was a watch. And then like a couple of dates later, it was a pair of diamond earrings. And then a couple of dates after that, it was a diamond necklace. And it was him very clearly wanting me to move in. Or if I wasn't home, by the time he thought I would be home, I'd come to like five messages on my answering machine saying, hey, where are you? What are you doing? And it was just always very weird. And that I had the presence of mind in my 20s to realize that this is probably not it is kind of shocking to me because <laughs> that was not who I was in my 20s. But now in my 40s, I know very clearly who I am and what I will and will not put up with and stand for. And I think it was about that being able to be like, I can very happily, peacefully, joyfully be single for the rest of my life. So if I find somebody that is going to be awesome and I welcome that, but it's not going to define me one way or the other if I don't have that. So I think it's that's why we kind of preach doing that work of building that life you're happy with, building that sense of self that you are proud of and happy with so that when you come across these men or boys or whatever you want to call them who are trying to isolate you, who are trying to make you settle for less, you can be like, yeah, I don't think so. Because I know <laughs> that deep down I deserve and I want more and better for myself. And so encouraging those men to like step it up and do better and be better. <laughs> Yes. I, and I, you know, you talk about that in your 20s. I had one of those in my 20s too. My son was very young. He, I had him. He was maybe two years old. And well, no, he had to have been a little older than that, but not much older than that. He was three, maybe almost four. So it was around that time. He was still pretty young, wouldn't remember any of this. And I went on a date with a guy that drove four hours to come see me and go out on the state. And we meet at the restaurant and he looked like George Costanza from Seinfeld. I mean, exactly like George Costanza from Seinfeld. And I was not physically attracted to him at all, but he had driven four hours. I'm like, okay, let's have a meal. Let, you know, let's hang out. Let's do this. And after the meal, I went home and I was like, thanks, but no thanks. And he put on a guilt trip. He put on a really good guilt trip and said that, well, it's just because of my looks that you're saying no, and you didn't get it, didn't get to know me and this and that and the other. And I'm like, okay, fine. We'll go out on a second date. Let's, let's make sure it's not just the looks thing, right? I was young and whatever. So the next time I drove up to the cities with my son at that point, we had been talking some more and he's like, let's, let's go to the zoo. Okay, fine. So I took my son and we went up to the cities and we went to the zoo and he proceeded at that point, again, second date, but we had been talking for several weeks. It was a long trip, a long distance in between. And he proceeded to purchase a family pass to the zoo for us as a family on a second date. And I'm like, okay, I can see how maybe that's cheaper. So red flag, but we're 
just going to ignore it, right? And red flag that he made me feel bad because I didn't want to date him because I wasn't physically attracted to him, which now is, I, I get, is totally okay. But at that time, okay, he made me feel guilty. Red flag. I totally ignored that. So we're there. And afterwards, I didn't really have any place to go, whatever. So we went back to his place and I had my kid with me and friends and family knew where I was at and it was all in the up and up and I was being safe and taking all of the safety tips from our first episode. And my son got very sick, puking, diarrhea all over this guy's white furniture. Oh my God, white furniture. He was so sick. It was awful. I was so embarrassed. I'm trying to clean it up. And of course, it's hazardous waste. So you got to bring people in. You know, it's his white furniture. It's stained. He's got to bring people in to clean it up. So like, just send me the bill, just whatever. And I get back home and I again tell him, I'm like, I'm going to pay that bill, but I am not interested. I don't want to pursue this relationship. And he proceeds to demoralize me, tell me what a bad mother I am, tell me how I'm an awful person and totally totally berate me. And then two days later, he called me up and is trying to talk to me like we're still together and in this relationship and then continues to call me and talk to me like we're in this relationship. I'm like, no, I, I don't think so. What what are you not getting about this? And so I think sometimes I also had the state of mind to realize in my 20s that that was really some red flag behavior. But it took me a little bit longer than it would now that I'm in my 40s today, if that were to happen. And I would say, hmm, no, no, thanks. I'm good right now. Right where I'm at, I'm good. I feel like it was, it's a lot easier now to say, no, thank you, block. And then <laughs> it feels like it was harder way back in our day <laughs> <laughs> to block somebody you didn't want to talk to anymore. And there, there were fewer ways it felt like to get a hold of you. So maybe I'm <laughs> good or bad. Well, if they really wanted you to answer the phone, let's date ourselves here. They would just push star six, seven and dial the phone. <laughs> Man. So, you know, we've had some doozies, obviously. First date horror stories, some really interesting stories. We would love to hear from you and be able to share some of your first date stories. Do your uh, early relationship stories, first date stories mesh up? Have you had some similar experiences? We would love to hear about what you're experiencing. And if you have questions about how to handle a situation that you encounter on your first date, drop us a line at so you're ready to date at gmail.com. Don't forget to like and subscribe so that you get notified every time we upload a new episode. And we will be back next week with an all new topic to have to bring you some great content.